Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Episode 175. Happy New Week, my witches. I'm Hayut, and I'm so happy to be here with you like every Monday morning. My guest this week, Shane Barker, said, People ask me, what can I do to become successful? And I answer, fail fast and fail hard. In one of the blogs, I read a definition for startup or entrepreneurship that being an entrepreneur means running from failure to failure. Well, I don't agree with that, but I do agree that you fail much, much more as an entrepreneur than in your 9-to-5 job. And I do agree that those who know to take these failures, learn from them, and implement what they learned are the most successful entrepreneurs. Visit me on our website, richomiss.com, and join my Facebook groups, Women Entrepreneurs Starting Out and Entrepreneurial Marketing Success. I look forward to meeting you there. Let's meet. Shane Barker. Shane Barker is an instructor for personal branding, influencer marketing at UCLA. He has been in the influencer space for over eight years and has been a keynote speaker at the Influencer Marketing Days Conference, Influencer Marketing Hub, and Influencer Marketing Summit Mexico. Shane was recognized as one of the 100 most influential people in influencer marketing, alongside Kim Kardashian, Gary Vaynerchuk, and legendary PR leaders like the CEO of Edelman. He does two-day influencer marketing workshops for brands and agencies all over the nation and is a top contributor at Inc. Magazine, Huffington Post, Forbes, and Salesforce. Shane Barker, what a pleasure to have you here with me. Hi. Hi. This is, I'll tell you, I've been waiting for this interview for a few weeks, and I'm super excited to be on the podcast with you today. Yes, I'm so happy. And I've been waiting for it as well. And I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you, what are you doing and most passionate about today? And where are you heading? Yeah, so it's funny. So I've been in the digital space for probably 25 plus years and doing marketing consulting. And um, I was a keynote speaker for a number of years that, that obviously due to the COVID situation is, is taking a little bit of sure. a halt. I don't, probably won't be seeing any stages anytime soon. Awesome. Um, doing a lot of webinars and, and, and other things and podcasts, obviously staying on top of that. But really, my passion is helping businesses. I mean, I've, I've just done that historically over the last 20, 25 years. I've 
learned a lot through helping businesses and also helping grow my own business, uh, multiple different types of businesses, online, offline. Um, so that's really where my passion's at. I really just enjoy take, helping people go from one area to another area and be able to be profitable. So that's always my goal. And how did it start? First of all, I must tell our listeners that you look like uh, you have five years max in business. But okay, you're telling us about I'll, 25. I, we'll take your word for that. I, I will, man, I, I need to talk to you on a daily basis. This is, <laughs> I'm, I'm like blushing. I didn't know I could blush on a podcast. But I, you know, it, it is, it's so it's funny. So I, I have been, once again, it has been 25 years. Um, the funny part about it is, is that I, the, the way that I started off was I wanted to be able to, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of money. So I was like, well, I have to, you know, do this marketing thing on my own. And I have some businesses that I wanted to start. And so I was really learning how to do a lot of the, the things that my, obviously my team does today for other companies, but I bootstrapped it and wanted to learn myself. And so a lot of it is, um, a lot of it was offline in the beginning. I, my, I mean, I call this Shane 2.0 is like digital, the digital age. But before this, I was, I used to fly around and open up restaurants oh. um, for a, a restaurant chain here in, in California. And so I did that for a number of years. Um, so it was mainly, I was a, it was for POS systems, for point of sale systems. And so I did that and just made sure that the new restaurant was, you know, talking back with the mothership in regards to numbers and all that kind of stuff. And then I did training as well. So did training for bartenders and managers and servers. And so I was blessed in the sense I went all over the nation and was able to open up these restaurants. And so I learned a lot. That was my offline. That's my Shane 1.0. And Shane 2.0 is is where I'm at today is, is really anything in regards to the digital space. I've built websites and I'm, uh, my team's phenomenal at SEO. We've been doing it for a long time, influencer marketing. Um, I also teach at UCLA, which I, I sometimes forget. <laughs> I have a personal branding and how to be an influencer course at UCLA curriculum that we created. So, I, you know, like I said, it's it's been a long journey. I, you know, I used to own a bar in Chico, California, which was interesting. Oh. Um, so that was very offline type situation. I had a company that I built from pretty much from zero with two other partners. We built it to $25 million valuation in two years. So that was kind of fun. So, you know, and I've had plenty of businesses that have failed in the meantime. I mean, that's, you know, (laughs) part of that journey is failure, right? And so it is. And we'll talk about it because it's so important that entrepreneurs that look into their journey will know that everyone fails as well. You have to. that's the biggest, you know, people will say, what is, what can I do to become successful? And I said, fail fast <laughs> and fail hard. And they go, are you serious? And I go, yes, like literally just do that as quickly as you can and keep doing it over and over and over. Cause you, those, those lessons are invaluable. I mean, I've learned so much from a, you know, the failures, but also from the successes, but the failures have been just as good. They don't feel as good, but they're, they're just as good in regards to lessons. Hmm. I do agree with you. It's a great story about the restaurants because I don't have many interviewees that started with restaurants. Most of them are really in the digital age and so on. Um, Do you find any similarity? You know what I do? um, What I loved about the restaurant side of things was really I learned how to treat people. You know, I was always a very caring person, but, you know, just about customer service and making sure that you treat people with respect and and, you know, once again, and kind of we, we called it um, service beyond expectation was the restaurant. And that's so it was always like, hey, if you expected hmm. to get something within a minute, we should bring it to you within 30 seconds. And so I that was kind of ingrained in me early on um, to like, hey, in the same thing in the digital space of like to have proper expectations to really wow people with service and wow people with your product offering. And I think that's just really, really important. A lot of people don't realize that it's like, you know, it's that is one of the keys to, to this thing is like it's like if you treat people right treat people good 
will come back for business and, and you know, good things will happen and pay things forward and, and life is good. I love it so much that you're, you're starting from wowing the people. Not giving a good service, but giving a service which is beyond your expectations. And not many are doing that today with their marketing automation, which we need, which is fantastic. But many times we are forgetting the mm-hmm. person behind those people that we are retargeting and retargeting and retargeting. You have five years max in business. Shane, what would be, as an entrepreneur, all your business life, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that is listening to us right now? Yeah, you know, and I think for one of the things any, you know, if I was to like tell, you know, 20, 20-year-old Shane, you know, what 45-year-old Shane knows today <laughs> as an entrepreneur, I mean, I would say, A, one of the things that, that I didn't do um, with part of my journey was really talking to mentors. I mean, now it's, we're in, a, in an age of information where you can go on Udemy, you can go and mm-hmm. find to, I think it's clarify.fm, where you can go on and find a mentor. There's people out there that have, that have spent, you know, 10, 20, 30 years doing what they do. And you can, you know, chart, you know, get charged whatever, an hourly fee and go and, and pick their brain for an hour and ask some of the questions that could take you six months to be able to, to figure out. And so my recommendation is, is find a mentor or find somebody that you sure. can consult with, pay them for their time. Cause there's, I mean, they have rich knowledge that I think is important to, you know, to, for you to be able to access. But that was for me, I was very much a go getter in the sense of like, Hey, I'll figure it out. I'll do it on my own. You know, nobody's, I don't, I don't need, right. Yeah, we are. It's like, that's the problem. You're a little hard head. Nobody can do it as good as me. I, I can figure it out. I'm a big boy. I'm a big girl. Don't worry. I know everything. I know everything. Yeah. And you find out quickly that you don't. And in fact, the thing is, is like early on in my career, I, I had great people. I had great people around me. But at the end of the day, I really needed people <laughs> around me that are smarter than me. Right. And I really need people around me that are that are more intelligent in areas and places that I that I don't necessarily excel at. And so for me, that was the big thing. That's what I learned is like, hey, like it's, it's important to have people around you that have great um, ideas and that have the history. And that's really what makes a stronger company. And I just think it's important. I'm, I'm, I, even early on, I didn't have a problem with listening to anybody about if they had some suggestions, but I never asked for help. I was always helping other people, but I myself during hard times would say, hey, I just, you know, this is part of being an entrepreneur. I got to take the punches. I just got to get through this and I'll do it on my own. I can't show weakness by asking for help or telling somebody that I need some help. And I think that was a, that was a problem. I really wish that I would said, hey, listen, you know what? Guess what? You're not all knowing when it comes to marketing, when it comes to business. It doesn't hurt to ask opinions and try to figure things out. And probably it's better that you do do that because there's plenty of people that have gone through the same thing that you've gone through. And have figured mm-hmm. out how you can be able to be successful. Um, and that's, that's the thing is like, don't be shy about not knowing everything. Because guess what? <laughs> we're born and we don't know everything, right? And we learn as we go. And it's important to pay for those, that time, that expertise that you're going to get from somebody else that's already been through it. That can literally probably in one hour give you the answer to what you need to do or at least give you the history of what they did to be successful. I love this uh, advice so much. And I think the problem is not paying money. The problem is really being... ready and um, agree to listen. Yeah. yeah it is. Who are your customers today? Who do you work with? So myself, so because we do, I mean, I have a 36-person team, so oh. I've got a, a pretty big team. It yeah. is. So we do, yeah, yeah, it's a big one. So um, awesome people, a really great team. We've, I've been really blessed to, to, to hire some very, very awesome people. But 
what we really do, what we really specialize in is, is helping SaaS companies. Okay. So we do a lot of content marketing. Um, we do a lot of um, SEO. So being able to help um, websites get number one for certain keywords. Um, we, I mean, my current website gets about 160,000 a month in traffic and wow. we're number like, like we're number one for like, I don't know, thousands and thousands of keywords just because of what we've learned over the years. Um, and we've, we put a lot of time and a lot of effort and money into the website as well. So that we index, I mean, most of our leads and stuff that we do are inbound marketing leads. So that's hmm. people will find sure. us either a, who speak in events or podcasts, um, or just see articles that I've written for Inc or Forbes or Huffington post or social media journal or anything like that. So, um, that really, once again, is SaaS companies and, and anybody that is looking to get more exposure in the digital space um, is a really good fit for us as well. Hmm. You've got successes and we'll talk about them in a minute. But as we said before, I would like to ask you to tell us about your biggest, most critical failure with the customer, the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most, because what we are trying here is to focus on customers as much as we can. Mm -hmm. The money that we are looking for is in their pockets, isn't it? It is. It is. I, you know, I would say, you know, there's a lot of things, I think, as, as a marketer, there's things that I've done wrong, you know, regards to, in regards to customers. I mean, I will tell you that, you know, one of my, one of my biggest failures in regards, in regards to customers was I had a company, it was the company that we had brought from zero to 25 million in two years. And you know one of one of the things wow. that we had issues with was the customer service side of things because managing the customer service and expectations of the customers and you know even though we would try to wow them with you know because that was what was instilled in, and that's what I would train is like hey we got to wow them with customer service there was a point where my business was growing so fast that I wasn't paying mm -hmm. enough attention to customer service and it really came back to bite us in the butt a little bit. In the sense that people were starting to get mad and I didn't know it. And like, I mean, my company went from, we had zero to 130 employees in less than two years. So the growth, the trajectory wow. was insane. And so, you know, I'm working on sales and working on this and my partners are working on that. And, you know, it was, it was an awesome ride and you learned a ton from it. But I realized that there was a point where customer service wasn't our strong point. And that was something I really prided myself on. And that was, you know, we started to get people complaining about the service and complaining about this. And I said, man, what is going on? Like I, we've, I've trained everybody. Like we know what's going on. We just, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I just didn't, I didn't train everybody as well as we should have when it came to expectations. Um, because what we were doing, we were in a, in a, in the real estate business and there was a, a lot of emotions tied to houses. And so it was the foreclosure industry. And so, you know, people assume that if they lose their house, they're, they're going to lose their life. I mean, they, they, they're that tied, that closely tied to the real estate. And so Whoa. it was important for us to have that proper expectation of like, Hey, this is what we're doing. We can't guarantee this. And just being very honest with people and, and setting that expectation. And I think we didn't set that expectation as well as we should have. And so that was something that I look at, you know, I vow to never let that happen again. And every company that I've had since then has been really good with customer service, but it just, we just grew so fast and it was just happening at such a fast pace. You know, customer service was something that we prided ourselves on, but we, you know, thought we were doing a good job, but we weren't. Yeah, sure. Were you able to fix it or you had just to close? No, no, we absolutely fixed it. Yeah, we went in and, and what we did is we actually started listening to some of the conversations of the sales of the customer service associates and the, um, the different people, our clients. We started to realize that there was a disconnect in the information. Um, so we redid some trainings and then we actually reached out to the people that had issues. So anyways, there was, you know, there was some really, really awesome stuff going on there. So 
you know, we were able to just turn the shit back around and everything was awesome. So, wow. but it, it, did, it did take a little bit because it's a little bit of a scary time because once again, you think everything's going good and then all of a sudden you start reading reviews and you're like, wait a second, like, I thought mm. that was under control and it's not under control. Yeah, but this so. is the failing that you talked about that really teaches you most, isn't it? Yes, exactly. That's exactly it because it's, it's important to have those. It's important to have those failures because then you learn so much from them. And once again, if it doesn't bring your company down, which hopefully it doesn't, there's a learning lesson there. And so we, once again, I'm, we went back to the customers that we didn't feel like had the great customer support that they deserved. And we went over the top to be able to provide for them and say, hey, listen, how can I, let me, my the actual owner, talk with you and see what we can do about making this better. And they did appreciate the fact that I took the time out of my day to come and make things better. And so that's, you know, I, I pride myself on that. I want to make sure that, you know, listen, if, if I need to jump in the middle of something and come and make things right, then a, partly it's my fault for not educating our, mm-hmm. our customer associates, right, on exactly how to do things. So there's some issues there. The other side of it is, is like, hey, I'm willing to jump in myself and get, get my hands dirty and make sure that we turn this thing back around. So the, the, the team likes to see that as well. Hmm. Now, I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something that you did write about approaching your customers. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, when it comes to customer service, I think one of the biggest things that we've done in the last, I mean, it's taken probably 10 years to fine tune it, is the biggest win for us is, you know, is word of mouth, is, is having, you know, mm-hmm. us treating people like royalty from the beginning, right? And making sure that we understand what's in proper expectation is there, but also explaining to them what we're doing. I mean, anytime you're writing content, you're doing SEO, most companies that come to us that, that hire us, say, listen, I hired this SEO company. I have no idea what they did. I think they kind of did this. They would send me reports. I'm not really sure what was going on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if it worked or if it didn't work. And for me, we're very transparent. And for me, it's like, let me explain to you everything that we're doing. Sure. And if, you know, if a customer leaves after six months and thinks, hey, now we can do it on our own, that's awesome. Like that's, you know, my point is to educate. I'm an educator by nature. So, I mean, with the <laughs> UCLA background, it's like, I want you to understand what we're doing. I want you to, if you have any questions, because there, there always be questions as we go. I want to make sure we facilitate that. But then the other big thing for me, and I always tell clients this, is like, listen, the monthly money you pay me is, is nothing compared to what if you recommend me to a friend or to somebody that has mm-hmm. a business. And so, and I'm not going to, I don't necessarily need to ask for that. I want you to feel like this, these guys are so awesome that I would want to recommend them to my mother. <laughs> I, I, want, I would like, right? Like if I was single, I would want you to introduce me to your daughter. Cause you're like, Shane is an awesome guy. He's built a great company. So that's what I look for. I look at like, if I get those referrals from people and people say, Hey, I've worked with Shane for two years. Then to me, I know that we're doing the right thing because once again, now people are willing to put their name on the line for my company. And that to me is, is the best gift that I could ever get. It is. And it uh, brings me to the question. Do you remember when was the, the point when you stopped chasing after customers and started to attract them? And they started to come. Yeah, that, you know, our journey of that was probably about maybe eight, nine years ago. Um, and that was when we really started investing heavy in content marketing and heavy on the SEO side of things and said, hey, we really want more inbound hmm. um, people coming in and, and then being able to qualify those clients as well to make sure they have budget and make sure the expectation is there on what they want to spend and what they're willing, you know, going to be able to get from that. We've been really lucky, like I said, probably in the last five or six years We're very picky on the clients that we take wow. on. Um, and that's because we want it to be a good fit for them as well, right? Sure. Um, and so 
in the beginning, I'll tell you, Shane 1.0, you know, right when I was getting in the digital space, I would take any client on. I can do it. I can conquer the world. Yeah, <laughs> we know how to do that. We haven't done it recently, but we can do it. Not a problem. And now Shane 2.0 is like, listen, I have somebody else I could recommend you to, you know, or hey, yes, absolutely. We can do that. We've been doing that for 10 years. Not a problem at all. I can tell you that we have great referrals there, references, all kinds of fun stuff. Or if it's, as an example, PPC, like I have, you know, I don't do tons of PPC. My team can do it. But in the past, we would take it on sure. and, you know, it's, and we wouldn't do a bad job, but I didn't get people who are going to be paying top dollar and they should be getting the best. And so now I refer out those clients and say, hey, here goes my buddy, Anthony, that would absolutely crush your PPC. He's not cheap, but he's phenomenal. Right. And so if you really want the thing to be done right, then there you go. So now I've I've kind of realized, hey, out of these 20 things that I could do, I should really focus on these four things and really, really focus on them and knock those out of the park instead of trying to be. Mr. All-Knowing with 20 different things that you can do as a product offering. And that was the point when customers started to come to you? Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, right when we started to realize of like, hey, listen, they, they started coming to us when I think we were asking the right questions mm-hmm. and also being very upfront about proper expectation and, and what they can expect from the results. And that, because most companies, a lot of companies like to sell something bigger than what it is. Mm-hmm. And so when they don't get those crazy results that they were sold, then people are mad and I, I don't want that. I'd much rather be, you know, I, I've lost deals because I'm realistic about things. Like, hey, listen, if somebody says they're gonna be able to do this at your budget, I don't think that's possible. And I've been doing this a long time. I'm not saying that there's not somebody out there that probably could do it, but for me, this would be our expectation. This is what I can promise to you, looking at, you know, what we, the current situation, the variables that we have in place. And then once again, I'm gonna always be honest with myself and with the clients to say, hey, listen, this is what we can do. This is what I feel confident about telling you that we can do. And if that doesn't work for you, that's totally cool too. Like I've got no problems with that. that I'm a big fan of synergy and making sure that things work between, you know, working between clients and customers. I love it and I love it. And I think that uh, at the end of the day, you always find that almost all problems starts with um, expectations. That's exactly Shane, can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus, marketing, or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and helps you succeed and might help other entrepreneurs as well. Yeah, I mean, I... For my day-to-day work and things that you know we're looking at, we're going to the customer focus things. I because we do SEO. I mean, there's a number of tools that we use. I use SEM Rush um, yeah, as one sure. tool to be able to see once again what kind of analytics are happening online, what people are searching for, what kind of content we should create to satisfy that need. Um, obviously, Google Analytics and Google Console tying into your website to see if there's any issues with um, anything with regards to keywords or maybe um, indexing type situations or maybe it's AMP for mobile. Anything like that, those are, those are the tools that we use. I mean, honestly, I use about 25 different tools, but those are the tools that I would say, hey, listen, these are, these are tools that like, I couldn't live without. Um, Hrefs is another one that I think is really good in regards to, once again, online-based type stuff um, where we're actually looking at analytics, ahrefs.com. They're very similar to SEMrush, and so okay. what it does, it looks at analytics online. So if I want to go and look at the competition of a competitor and see what keywords they're indexing well for, what kind of t- content they're creating, what kind of PPC ads they're putting out, I'm really big on helping a company go and figure out what their competition is doing and then doing it 10 times better. Hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, 
there is one factor that really helps us succeed and I want to ask you what is your one key success factor you know I would say my one factor is is really two that are smarter than you kind of what I touched on earlier you know the thing is is you're only as strong as your weakest link and it's important to not be worried about people around you that are smarter than you right and mm-hmm. having that team and building that team and building that process in place so there's I would say, A, having people around you that are smarter than you, and two is also building processes. You know, you have to look at your business, like my business as an example. You have to think of it, okay, if I was to take a month off of my business, would my business still run? And if you can't say, you know, you can't say that your business would still run, well, you don't have a business because you, what you do is you're the head of it. And what happens if you, something happened to you, what would, what would happen to your business? And so you, it's important to build those processes. And, and for me, building those processes has been, once again, making it so that if I was to leave or something was to happen, that my business would still run and we would still have great customer service. People would still, they wouldn't miss a beat by me not being around, which, I mean, I work all the time anyway, so I'm not going anywhere. But if that was to be, if I was to take a week off or two weeks off or something, I wouldn't want to have to worry about my business, which historically I would have to worry about it before I mm-hmm. put processes in place and train people to once again to, to understand and handle people the way that I would handle somebody. Hmm. My last question before I ask you what's the best way to connect with you, my last question is my mountain question. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining, first of all, the marketing process of building the trust or the, the awareness and then the know, like, and trust and then building the perception and the brand in the mind of the customer as climbing a mountain, step after step after step, and then building a new mountain with a new product. And then I came into entrepreneurship and I found out that if I thought marketing is climbing mountains, <laughs> entrepreneurship is climbing the Everest every day. From yeah. stretch. So at some point I started to ask my guests whether they ever, and that's what I want to ask you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wish to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? And I did mean physical mountains at the beginning, literally a mountain, but today I allow everyone to take it to the metaphor as well. So this is, I love that question, by the way. So, you know, for me, it, it actually is twofold. Um, I have climbed mountains and I, I am an avid, I wouldn't say an avid climber. I mean, I'm an avid hiker. So oh. I do love a challenge. I mean, I've, I, um, even on my website, I talk about, I, I run marathons and I've run marathons in the past. So I do enjoy a challenge and I do enjoy, I have asthma. So it's, you know, I'm like, hey, as long as I have an inhaler, mm-hmm. I can go pretty much as high as I need to for the most part. So yeah. I do love a good physical, physical challenge. I think that's important to, to test yourself mentally and physically when it comes to business and in your personal life. So I'm always trying to do better when it comes to mountains. I enjoy the digital space and helping other businesses because I enjoy looking at their mountains and being able to help them get up that mountain, but also be a little more more intelligent about how they can get up that mountain faster, hmm. right? So the, the efficiencies of what I've learned through climbing my own mountains, I mean, that's the reason I jumped into being a consultant. And the reason why I jumped into UCLA is like, I enjoy teaching people and educating people and so I want to come to you and say, hey, this took me six months to do, but because of what I've learned, I can now actually do it for three months, and this is how I can show you, and I can show you these efficiencies, and so now we can get you up that mountain faster. So for mm-hmm. me, it's more of a like educating and showing people what I've learned and, and, and giving that gift to other people, either through my blog or through consulting or through podcasts, and being able to educate people so they can get up that mountain faster than I did the first time. <laughs> 
What is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Absolutely. Yeah, you can actually, I'll give you my personal email address, which is, is I, this is my real personal. It is Shane, which is S-H-A-N-E mm-hmm. at ShaneBarker.com. So that's S-H-A-N-E at S-H-A-N-E-B-A-R-K-E-R.com. You can also go to my website, which is ShaneBarker.com. You can go all the way down to the bottom. I have a newsletter that you can join where we all we do is you know, write articles about anything in the digital space that you can help you improve as a marketer or as a business. And then you can reach out to me on, on Instagram. I'm Shane Barker. Uh, Twitter's Shane underscore Barker. LinkedIn is just Shane Barker. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. If you put in Shane mm-hmm. Barker in Google, you'll see me everywhere. So you can just come and say hi. That's fantastic. And we will have all these links in the show notes of this interview. Shane. I loved this interview. There are so many consultants out there. And I don't remember meeting somebody that is so into it and really put all the passion into consulting and helping others. So it has been a great pleasure. It was an honor to be on your podcast. I thank you so much for the invite. And you guys, seriously, reach out to me anytime. And thank you so much again for having me on the podcast. This was awesome. Thank you so much and take care. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.